Excuse me, Veronica. <clears throat> yes, what is it, Brick? I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Excuse me? The party, the pants with the pants. Party with pants. Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. I am your host, Harrison Starr, a.k.a. HD underscore Starr. Joined as always, Harmon Chillabrew, Ben Ross, Ben Ross 23. What's happening, my man? Uh, you know, not much. Doing, I think, you know, we turned the corner uh, with, with weather here in the, in the Midwest. Not sure about you. Um, you know, had ourselves a nice little Memorial Day weekend. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah, you alluded to it in your uh, little column requesting questions for, uh, you know, you taking over JP's Q&A. You, you were at Indianapolis 500, and it seemed like it could not have been any better weather. Like, literally, you dial up weather that you want for that race, and it was perfect. So I'm very it- happy for you. It was the best, and because I remember we went two years ago, and it was the hottest Indy 500 ever. It was like 123 uh, when you're on the track, at least, and like we were just covered in tar, <laughs> literally just covered in tar. It was so warm, and the the tires get loose. Like you, you look at your arm, and it's just black. It's pretty, actually, pretty wild. So, so the the seats that you had were they in the grandstands? Is that did I read that right, or are you uh, yeah, they're in the field in it? They're on the grandstands. There was no infield this year. Infield is not uh, not for okay. people like us. Um, my friends, <laughs> there is family seats, and, and I mean they're literally in the front row. Like it's pretty pretty incredible. So, like, walk me through how you prepare for that because I think there are, there are multiple levels. Right? I mean, if you have bad weather, you're in trouble. It seems like you're good there. Just had to make sure you had the sunscreen. Like, do you? Yeah. You you have to go in with the the earmuffs, right? Or or do you? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I I've never worn them. I mean, it's loud, but like, I don't know. I'm young and stupid, you know. Like, I've been to concerts louder. I don't know what. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, it's loud. I don't know. I don't think I have hearing problems. I think. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that scares me with like Apple's, uh, just encroachment on our lives is oh you've been listening to music too loud or and for me it's podcasts it's right like, oh god i'm i'm listening to these podcasts at such a high decibel level that they're like telling me to be quiet and i get grief from christina because like we're you know dueling banjos with tiktoks and <laughs> she's mad that my tiktoks are too loud for her tiktoks and it's uh then i go into the other room and then yeah. it's still too loud so it, uh, I guess maybe maybe I would be perfect without uh, earmuffs at at what you call it at the Indianapolis 500 in the front row. But man, that that's <laughs> it's a marathon. I mean, yeah. So and we do the whole thing in one day. I mean, we we leave Chicago six six thirty, and uh, okay. we 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 leave the races. You know, right when it ends, zoom on out of there, and we're back in Chicago back in front of a beer two and a half hours later. So that's incredible. Yeah. It's a pretty sweet day. 
Oh boy. And then you, you got your golf in. How, how is that? You shoot well? Honestly, I mean, I shot 99. It's not very good, but uh, I really put it together in the back, won some money, um, uh, some other friends, some Iowa guys, you know. Uh, you know, we found our stroke. We, get, we hit the shots we needed to hit yesterday. So whoa, we, we, we live to fight on. I went to try and get like fitted for a driver actually this afternoon. And all I really learned is I need to take more lessons right now. I'm not good enough for the equipment to really affect my, <laughs> my, my game. And, I mean, the guy was nice about it. He was like, well, you, you have like of the, you hit a hundred shots and you hit 10 good ones. And all of those 10 good ones were with your own driver. Or, I mean, three were with the own driver that you brought. So like, <laughs> there's nothing I can do to help you. <laughs> you just need to go to a lesson. See, but here's the thing about that guy. That is the salesman you want because then you know once you've what he he's building that trust. Yeah, he didn't. That char- I I don't need your money. He didn't charge me for the. I mean, the thing should have cost one hundred fifty dollars today, and he didn't charge me. And he's like, just please come back <laughs> after you see a professional. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um. My weekend was wild. It was our first weekend without Elliot. Um, we dropped him off at uh, Christina's mom's house and hung out with uh, some friends at their pool and drank some beers. Right. It wasn't as sunny as you would have liked in Dallas, but okay. it was plenty warm enough. So it was it was fun. It was fun. Uh don't think I can uh, crack open a beer with a key anymore and drink quickly out of it anymore. Oh, so you mean shotgun? That was a lesson learned. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. It's funny because we all shotgunned a beer before we, went into the, before we went into the race and daddy still got it. I mean, I, I can still <laughs> do it, but it was like, it was a uh, 6% uh, oh, Dallas Blondes. Okay, so that, I mean, we're drinking bush lights. Come on. Yeah, I know. I know. I do have a question though. Um, yeah. Have you ever heard of this term where it's a beer that's in the bottom of the cooler? Do you have a name for it? Oh, hmm. Uh, no, I don't. God, uh, I don't think so. A deep oh. runner. I learned that. A deep I learned runner. that today or this past weekend because they're the coldest ones. Because it's the the is coldest water is down is at the bottom. Yeah. I, I think it's it a fishing, a fishing thing. term, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess the best fish are at the bottom of the lake. I guess that's probably where it comes from. Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have to try it out at ACL uh, in October. See if someone's like, "Hey, I'll take a deep runner out of the cooler." And if the people that are tending the areas, they're like, "Oh, I got you," then I'll know that it's a thing and not just like a very, very, very niche thing between. Uh, my friend and and me now. So there's that. There's also another salutation that I wanted to make sure that we got to. We have a new friend of the short pants. And that was a pun that I just had to shoehorn in here. Heavy metal lawyer had his daughter oh, five weeks ago. Congratulations cool. to him and his wife. Yes, of um, course. Congrats to HML. Fun times, fun times that I was trying to think and you just, you, you never remember how small they are. And then you look, go back and look at pictures and holy smokes, 
they're the tiniest little humans ever. And they're never as small as they are right now, which is a philosophical thing I didn't necessarily think I'd get into tonight. But here we are, Ben. Here we are. I look forward to having one of my own 10 years from now at this pace. (laughs) I look forward to it as well. I look forward to it as well. And then uh, circling back on something we brought up uh, last week, I was super hyped about the USA three-on-three basketball. Totally forgot it was going on. And they ended up losing, um, looked like in the quarterfinals, to, I had it up here. The Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands. Those it's, flying you know, Dutchmen. It's because Canyon Barry was hurt, didn't play. I think that was it. They had to, they had to go with uh, well, so Joey that, King. Joey King, the former gopher? Yeah, that Joey King. Oh, I didn't read that in the lineup. Maybe I did. Oh, yeah. You're right. Interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. So the I guess. Made it, so it was Joe. They, I, I don't remember reading about Joey King. Was so was he just? Ah, whatever. I'm over it. I know. I know. So that was sad. We live to fight another day. I mean, the thing that I'm sad about is like Robbie Hummel had like he was named USA Basketball's Player of the Year in 2019 when three on three won the World Cup, and because of some rules that didn't qualify him for the Olympics, which is displeasing, and now he won't have his Olympic moment. Robbie Hummel, oh well, that's the way it goes sometimes. What I don't understand is it says NBA players can't participate, but WNBA players can. The women's team is all WNBA players. And that's a fantastic point. Um, I think it's their efforts to grow the game is what it comes down to. And growing, growing basketball does not involve NBA players. It involves TikTokers. I'm sure t- to me, that's what the future of three on three basketball. So it's trying to be like, bo- it's trying like. to be like boxing. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sport. You it'll either be that or it'll be just these international guys. I, I hope it has like a, who do you think would be like the best three on three players out of former Iowa players right now? I, I have one who I think would be the perfect three on three basketball player. Uh, I mean, formers. I mean, I feel like Aaron White. Oh, yep. Um, it's just easy to pick the best Hawkeyes in the last 10 years. Aaron White, Utah. Um, I mean, Gar- I don't know. Garza might. Do his do his skills lend to three on three? I'm not sure they really do, honestly. Yeah, he scares me just because you have to be so multidimensional from a defensive perspective. So I think you got you got two of them. Then I I, I think I you have to throw Wieskamp in there. Yeah, I, that's isn't. I feel like that's a really big lineup though. But with three and three, is that okay? Can you get away with that? Probably. I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but who who would you put in his place? I don't, I don't know any of uh, those guys. You do need a guard, though. You that's do what need I'm a saying. Guard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like probably not Peter Jock. God, man, Mike Gazelle. 
Or not Mike oh, Gazzell. No. Excuse me. Excuse me. Not Mike Gazelle. God. That's, I'm sorry. Mac Aitens. MG. Got all, uh, got all screwed okay. up. Okay. Well, the, he's still a wing. I don't know. Man, I should have put, put more thought into this. Uh, Another good. I think Gold Shaney would be really good. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Peter Jock could throw them in there. Nick, I feel like Nicholas Bear is playing three on three right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll think about it. Let's let's pose that as a question. Mm-hmm. Who would be your three on three lineup if you're filling it from former Iowa players as they are currently? Mm-hmm. So like you have to go uh pick Mike Gazelle out of Hell, you know, I would take Joe Tusson. Right if you're maybe. picking him. Oh. Wouldn't you? I think that's the that's that's super intriguing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if we're if we're doing like a pants party four on four, Tucson, White, Utah, I think those maybe the three locks, and then maybe Wieskamp's the the one. But uh, I think you need another another point guard. More to come. More to come. Mm-hmm. Put put yours in the comments or or add us. We'll we'll combine. We'll do if, something. If we feel. Yeah, we'll figure it out. If we'll I get around out. to it. so uh kind of a a slow news week as and this is just those time that time of year uh recruiting is picking up neither of us are super into that i'm sure we'll have more to come as the uh visits and commitments start to fly i know i only has a couple for this this year though that aaron graves i think his name is he's He's pretty highly rated, so that's a good win. Um, but the other thing to mention is uh, Des Moines Register got uh, Mark Emmert moved on to the Iowa City Presidizen. And one thought I had is his name is Skinny Kenny on Twitter. Kennington Smith. Oh, God. The third, I yeah. I, I was... um, yeah, Kennington Lloyd Smith the third. I think he immediately becomes the best named uh, Iowa beat reporter right now. I mean, yeah, who he's competing with? Doctor Min, Doctor Min, a very German name. What is life to cow? You think? Um, Van Polish? Yeah, Van sounds German. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun. That'll be fun. The the Iowa beat is getting younger. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, as two young guys. That's <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> Alrighty. So that was the Iowa sports news. No Bohannon news. Oh my I god! Just, Come on. Ah, uh, I got you. It's gonna be a bit like Vandenberg was that one time. No, but I was gonna have a count. Ugh. I had a whole joke set up for minute 53 when we didn't really <sighs> made it. Uh, whatever. Next time. Dang it. We are on the same page, but yeah, 40 minutes apart. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Shoot. All right. So the, the thing we wanted to talk about, and it's something we've circled, I feel like for a long time. I remember, uh, at least going back to last year, I feel like there was a time with Max where we talked about the start times of Iowa football. And we have 
a power rankings of start times for college football games. And I think as, as you constructed it and as I constructed it, it was where do I most want Iowa to play as it pertains to um, you look at the slate. I like that they're starting at that time. I like that they're starting at that time. And I have six, you have four, roughly the same though. Um, I think that we I, added, I, added, I added, I added the two times that you've brought. Okay. Up. Okay. Okay. So you want me to run through the times and then I think what we do is you give your six, I give my six, and then we talk about them on the way up and pros and cons them, uh, things like that. You think that that's, that's the best way to do this? Yeah, or we can just go one at a time. I, I don't really care. Okay. All right. Well, let's level set with, with the start times. Okay. So we have um, – okay, so I guess I, I I added the seventh one in there. That was dumb. Um, mm-hmm. So I have 11 a.m. Um, on Saturday, 2.30 on Saturday, primetime Saturday, then also primetime Friday, wild t- card time Saturday. That's the stupid – Fox time, where it's like 4 p.m., 6 p.m., not anywhere in there. May, even call like a 1 p.m. That falls in here. It's not a normal start time. And then I have the after dark on either day and 10 a.m. Central, which was the coup de gras, the Outback Bowl, but that one's off the board. And I think we, we both agree that the 10 a.m. start time – was the best and we miss it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there. Let's... So, so is that your 11 AM for you was number one that was in going in that order? Yeah. Yeah. So do I, do you just want me to go my actual order? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the order I have is 11 AM Saturday. And then my number two Primetime Friday. Yeah, that sucks. Number three, primetime Saturday. Number four, 2.30 Saturday. Number five, wildcard time Saturday. And then number six, after dark. Okay. I, I, thought, I think you got a little too cute with the Friday. Um, okay. Fridays, because that happens. The thing is, like, with the after dark unless I was playing in a, um, with the 10 a.m. and after dark times, I was only playing in those games if they're in a bowl game. So I really don't even consider those to be quali- qualifying uh, for this exercise. That's fair. I'd also like to say, you know, I'm in a very different, I have a very different opinion of start times now than I did as a student. And I'll probably have different opinion of start <laughs> times if and when I become a father or if I make it to, 35 so <laughs> so i i think and when, and when you say prime time is, is that 7 p.m 7 15 right yeah yeah the seven seven o'clock seven o'clock ish so i mean that's that's number one for me it's prime time saturday night 7 p.m kick you can spend the day doing whatever the hell you want yeah you go to a bar 
with your friends. Um, watch Iowa. If it's a primetime game, probably playing Penn State, probably losing. So you can just leave. <laughs> Irish could buy the way out of there. Um, as, as McSorley <laughs> fucking sling, slinks one over Amani Hooker. Um, so that's my number one. Number two is definitely 11 a.m. You can still – it's not quite 10. You can still get all your shit done in the morning, just about get a workout in. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's my favorite for me if I'm if I'm vlogging. I think it's best, definitely best to get out of the way. Don't uh, don't have to start drinking. And you can you have your first beer or uh, halfway through and not really ruin your day. So like that, I sort of consider you know then two two thirty is my least favorite. Um, so I mean I you know twelve. I feel like I'd rather play twelve thirty game. If uh, when we get those weird ones with Fox, sometimes I feel like is in Iowa, Iowa State sometimes at noon or twelve thirty. I was going back because I remember um, there was one start time. I think it was 2015, and I looked at it, and it was a 5 p.m. start because there's like that weird time that so where gross. where it was like day that turns into night in a in a normal time span, not like the I'm trying to remember because the other game, the game that got delayed multiple times, I feel like that was a unique start time and it was like one o'clock and it didn't end until nine thirty. So I think you're you're right on that. Only time I ever lost my credit card at a bar. Um freaking sixteen hour Cyhawk. And then, you know, I do I like I was twelve thirty or noon slot on Fridays for the Nebraska game. Uh, okay but that and all but that's also contingent on it being uh, not, not a normal friday it's a holiday the day after thanksgiving rather so everybody's got it off if i would played on a typical friday night like minnesota has made i would do uh in the years past f- fuck that that can kick rocks um okay. and then the the 4 p.m start time's fake i don't know it's I think this is kind of all over the place because when I, you know, there's really only three times. Um, there's four if you count the Nebraska game that Iowa really plays and that really affects me. And I'm very close-minded. I'm self-centered and I only think about myself and Iowa. Yeah, so I think let's start with the Nebraska one because I'm I'm actually, I, I think you alluded to it and I think I don't know if I share this opinion, but I will amend it. It is like the 10 a.m. game. I think it's the best because it is the most unique. It's the easiest to watch at whatever time it is, you know. I think the other the other thing about our lives, right, is we're we're lucky. We have kind of normal office jobs, so the the days off are the days off. Um, so having that Friday off, Thanksgiving, you can really circle that with Nebraska and just get super excited about it. So I think in terms of like building excitement, maybe that Nebraska game is number one. Um, you have a nice turkey sandwich at half. Well, uh, the other best thing yeah. about it is too, is and that following Saturday is usually some of the best games of the year. You know, the, the Iron Bowl is that following Saturday, the next day, all the other, you know, George, George attack, all the other great games. So you have the rest of the day to enjoy college football and not worry about what I was going to be doing too. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you can really circle that time, and you know crazy stuff's going to happen when Mississippi and Mississippi State get together. I mean, that was 
that was what two two three years ago where mm-hmm. all that stuff went down and you're exactly right I think having the Iowa game it doesn't seem like it's as by itself anymore which I think made it fun at the beginning maybe not so fun now um but still all eyes on Iowa and to be fair, it helps that Iowa has won what the last six games, twenty fifteen through twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. been a fun a, a fun thing to to really uh, build build Thanksgivings around. I, discussing a little bit more about Nebraska, I I think I might go to that game this year. I think it's something my dad and I have always talked about day after Thanksgiving if I'm in Iowa, and we might be able to make it happen this year. We'll see. One thing that I'm actually planning on doing, uh, I will be in Arizona for Thanksgiving this year, and Arizona plays at Arizona State. Um, I would like to go see the stadium in Tempe. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So that's something I'm going to try and do this year. Ah, fantastic, fantastic! That'll be fun. I like going. I like going to to games. I have no real vested interest yeah, in. Exactly. Um, that's why Arkansas is fun. Like. It's fun when people you work with are happy because we spend our lives mm. with them. <laughs> and yeah. when, when Arkansas is good, or at least better than expected, it's it's fun times. Last year was fun. So uh, they play Texas at 6 p.m., one of those game start times I don't really like. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, I guess, uh, if I go to an Arkansas game. That was a silly tangent. So we got the Nebraska game out of the way. That's feels like the consensus one. And then the consensus normal one is the 11 a.m. You alluded to it. You're able to watch it early, get it done, knock out the blogging, crack open a beer at a reasonable time and be done with it. I, I like it too because it's, I don't know. I just like things to end early. Now. Waiting, waiting. It, like, is, is it, yeah. I mean, is it is it that that silly? And especially when I compare it to like the two thirty game, because I I have that one. Um, I had that one fourth, and the two thirty game that I didn't like that I don't like is because like is, is part of it Fox has tried to build big games at noon. So you you actually see like the B and C games from the Big Ten move back to 2.30 instead of, hey, we used to have these number one Big Ten games mm. at 2.30, 7 o'clock, and now everything else gets relegated to 11 a.m. Is the fact that everything seems like it's getting relegated to 2.30 now the problem? Is that why we don't like... The two thirty start. Well, I'm curious. And prefer the eleven a.m. start. I think it's just we, you know, the problem is, and what I don't like about this current schedule right now is there's just not enough variety. Like there were, you know, I remember my senior year. I think all, all, every game was an eleven a.m. game except for, you know, not exaggerating two or three. Right? Um, did you do this kind of research? And now it's like every game. There's only one eleven game, eleven a.m. game schedule on the on the schedule right now. And the other thing, I, another thing I don't like about this exercise is the start times I also I think I are contingent on the opponent too because I put 7 p.m. as my favorite but right now we're only 7 p.m. kick is against Maryland 
<laughs> and I couldn't possibly care less about that. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so if we were ranking the actual, you know, start times th- that are listed of the actual games, I'd probably put that last. That's a great point because I think some of my best times in Iowa City are those 7 p.m. starts, maybe even the late afternoon ones, the 2.30, 3.30 ones. And, like, don't you get mad when Iowa has a big game and it's at 11? Like, even if 11 a.m. is your favorite start time, wouldn't you rather let that be at 2.30 or prime time? Yeah, because what is it? I think the Wisconsin game this year is an 11, and that felt a little... It's like, uh, I guess Fox is trying to do its thing and, and shoehorn this game to, to 11 o'clock. Um, yeah, but at the, at the same time, that game's uh, – what time what, what time of year is that game? October. Uh, uh, never mind. I, yeah. I don't mind that when it's later in the season. So, I mean, that's just on the cusp of – you know, it's a, there, it's, it's the fifth to last game of the year. Um, yeah, I guess. At the same time, too, like, is this really set in stone? If Iowa and Wisconsin are undefeated on October 30th, do you think that game's still going to be at 11? Um, it would be the Fox big noon game. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how, how it would work is it would it would immediately become uh, Fox's number one choice if it's two undefeated teams squaring off. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't hate it. So, I mean, but yeah, ultimately it's kind of like, ah, that game probably deserves to be later. So that's funny because like we're speaking a little bit out of both sides of our mouth at the 11, the 11 a.m. I think the reason we are pro 11 a.m. versus pro 230 is Iowa, Kent State was made to be over like at one o'clock. So that you could, they can be up by number of scores. You can get a little loose with the television remote and see what other games are happening. And prepare for the two thirty slate of games if you're gambling and holding out. Um, but to be two thirty, it's just like ah, come on. Mm-hmm. All Just right. get it, you know, rip, right. rip the band so, off. I, I vaguely recall. Um, I vaguely recall. I mean, just rip the bandit off, like I was saying. I vaguely recall what uh, Iowa, Miami, Ohio, I think was a 2.30 start time. First game of the year a couple years ago. Or was it even later? Uh, I can't remember. The fabled Oliver Martin game. <laughs> I think that was a night game. It might, I was in. I was actually in Arizona for that game, coincidentally, on a bachelor party. Sorry, the, my time is distorted. I do remember leaving the Iowa bar we went to, and it was dark out. So, yeah, I think that game was a night game. Um, I, I can't. It doesn't have it on uh, College Football Reference, which is a little disappointing. But yeah, I mean that was that was a weird one. That was a super weird one. Um, so, do, have we talked ourselves out of 11 a.m. being the number one time slot? I guess that's that's what maybe I have. It's not better than primetime Saturday. It's mm-hmm. just not. And I was incorrect in that assessment. 
Is it better than 230, though? Is what better than 230.11? The 11 o'clock one. Yeah, it is. Okay. But, no, here, okay. Here, here's the thing. At the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm going to be watching Iowa at any of these times, no matter what. So, uh, you know, yeah. they kind of got us uh, over a barrel. The the convenience factor, that's really all that it has. I mean, I think I'm the exact same way, with the exception of, funny enough, the Maryland game, uh, 7 p.m. that Friday. I do like the Friday games, though. And I remember discussing the Minnesota game that Friday. Maybe it was just because there was that rift between Ference and Fleck. Mm-hmm. And it was on, it was like the best game on that night and it was over. Like Iowa controlled the narrative, uh, you know, from Saturday into Sunday, Saturday or from Friday night until Saturday morning. And I think there's a value in that. Um, but maybe it's not possible to happen with like the Iowa Maryland game. Like, I'm not sure anything could happen where Iowa could do something so crazy that, uh, it carries the narrative into Saturday morning, but maybe I'm I'm incorrect. Yeah, I mean it'd have to be pretty spectacular. It'd have to I would have to do something we haven't seen I would do ever really. So <laughs> you're right; it would have to be pretty spectacular. So I still like that time though. I still like the Friday night PM. Do I like it more than two thirty though? Winslow. I mean, yeah, I guess I don't know. Uh, we'll call it fourth. We'll call it fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So that is maybe our consensus power rankings was the 11 a.m. Or excuse me, primetime Saturday, 11 a.m., 2.30, primetime Friday. And then the wild card random times because it is too much variety for us. <laughs> 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 no, don't like choices. No, there are too many, too much cereal on the shelves of the supermarket for us to really, you know, get real excited about it. Absolutely. Well, Ben, I don't know what what do we talk about now? Because oh, I did. There was one thing I was going to ask. Okay. Have you and the missus been watching Mayor of Easttown? That is one that I was waiting to get through and then sell the wife on a binge because Mm. I just... It's a good binge. I just cannot get her out of this SVU rotation. Oh, that's so So, So it's like, gotta have something else where there is like 10 episodes where we can knock it out over the course of a weekend. Um, So that's where I'm at. And I think mayor of East town is probably top of the list. What I have seen some accent discourse, which I'm very excited to be late to the party too. What is this? They don't know what her accent is. Oh, accent. I thought that was another, I, I didn't know what you said. <laughs> um, you mean Kate Winslet? You don't know what accent her is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be Philadelphia. Is it just super weird? Is it too good? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, it's funny because, I mean, Kate Winslet's British, and she's doing this very 
uh, hyper local, intense Philadelphia accent. And my like, I'm I'm a nerd, and I listen to a TV podcast. And both both of the hosts of that TV podcast are also from Philadelphia. Um, so the uh, so they're able to critique, and they they give her high marks. They give everybody um, in the show high marks, and they're also able to make fun of it too. Like, did you see the SNL skit? where they make fun mm. of i think it was the elon musk episode actually where you know it's like they did a perfect job representing what i think the this part of philadelphia is like you know um things like that i don't know uh where i'm going with this is i just finished the finale i really liked it highly one of my favorite things i watched this quarantine for sure i guess quarantine's kind of over but <laughs> this nether yeah. region it is officially over that, that, that was something else I didn't want to bring up because I think I had my first, as you did, it seemed, your first like cannonball back into the pool of society by getting into mm-hmm. uh, the Indianapolis 500. For me, it was going to Dallas's Italy. Oh, and, that's cool. I love Italy. And I, I just was told what it was and then what it is. And again, I think I alluded to just, I didn't even have like anxiety about the number of people around. I, I was just like, there, there are just too many people around because my wife and I made the decision without really making the decision. We just kind of settled on, Oh, we're always going to go to this mall when we're back in Dallas and not North park because you have to deal with traffic. It's 15 minutes further. It's so much more crowded. The stores are basically the same. So you have to wait in line longer when you go to North Park. But they do have a movie theater. So that's like the pro to it. So we're already setting the stage in the mall that I'm not privy to liking quite as much. And then we go to Italy. And I think I just wish that I had been able to take in the experience of kind of the market look at the things at the different kind of counters and things like that instead of going straight back to eat because it was a, it was a pretty good meal and i was um pleasantly surprised with the portion size you just never know what you're gonna get especially with ravioli and then i got the full plate of like butternut squash ravioli i'm like oh this is this is a lot of food so is that a um, new is that a new new thing in dallas do they just get italy it opened, I think, at the beginning part of quarantine. Okay. So um, it's, I think everyone else kind of had the same sense that I, you know, my group did where we we're like, oh, we're back. We're, we're vaxxed. Let's, let's mm-hmm. uh, dive right into polite society. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was good, but like, I don't know if I was able to take it in. We also had did have Elliot for this mm. occasion, and there's always that little stress of having yeah. another human to take care of. I think Italy is actually for in Chicago at least is an underrated place to go to get a good Italian food. It is very overwhelming because I'm assuming it's basically the exact same layout in Dallas as it is in Chicago, and there, like you said, there's like six counters. And you can get super overwhelmed quickly and you might end up settling. You know, the first couple of times I went, I ended up settling, you know, for something 
I might not want, but there are like, there are like three different sit down restaurants in the one in Chicago too. There's like a really, there's a more formal one. There's one that's mostly non-pasta dishes. And then there's one that's like pasta forward dishes, I think. Um, and so you just have to, you know, sort of do, do your homework on it, I guess is funny. Even for me, even more so than the Indy 500 with Mike was a cannonball was getting on the train today in Chicago, uh, going to, oh boy. going to and from. I mean, I left my house like three three o'clock today, but got back and then got on the train home at like four thirty, and it was a full train car. Like it was standing room only for portions of my trip. Everybody's wearing a mask, but that was the real, you know, <laughs> holding onto those grubby rails on the Chicago Blue Line, getting gritty. That that was the real real test for me. That would do it, I think, for me. That would do it because it's, man, public transportation, love it and hate it. It wasn't my first time on the train, but it was my first time. First time on the train during COVID, it was, but it was my first time really not having, you know, pick of my choice of seat, I guess. Do you think it was just a function of, like, everyone, there was just some critical mass of businesses that said everyone's going back into the office June 1st? Maybe. I mean, it was quote unquote rush hour, 430 downtown Chicago. Um, And I think a lot of people now, even if they're not being forced to have the option to go and work in the office if they want. And if I, if my job had an office in Chicago, I would exercise that option probably. So I get it. I don't know if I'm there yet. I think I haven't, again, I hate I hate and like, I talk about it because it's a thing to talk about, but having Elliot, I haven't figured out my morning routine. I figured out his morning routine and it puts me right up against when I need to start working. <laughs> so mm. I don't know if I want to fold in uh, my morning routine on top of that. Uh, so got some recalibration to do here over the next uh, couple of months before I have to go into the office, I think. But um I'm not there quite yet. Maybe maybe I'll be there after vacation. I told myself I wanted to uh, maybe try a day a week in the office when we return from Colorado in uh, a week and a half. So uh, maybe I will. I'll report back if I do, Ben. Cool. I look forward to hearing about your foray back in to the cubicles. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, the one last thing, I guess, maybe to discuss since, you know, we have the time. Um, my wife and I are doing this unique thing where she's flying and I'm driving to Colorado and then we're driving back. Uh, the mindset being get the baby there as quick as possible. We, we're fine taking the time on the way back. And I do not haven't quite figured out like what all am I going to listen to? I think I want to listen to podcasts. I think I want to listen to music. It'll probably be a mix of both. But the funny thing is with the little baby in the car, I spend so much time now listening to nothing or his toys that are going off that I feel like I'm going to be overwhelmed with decisions. How long is that drive? Uh, it says it is 11 hours and 30 minutes. So I will be leaving early on, uh, Thursday, getting in, uh, with some time to spare to pick her up from the airport. And then, wow. 
Off to the races. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll be able to find some good podcasts. I haven't listened to anything particularly noteworthy lately that I can remember. Nothing. No, there's some good true crime ones. Like uh, Texas Monthly had one a few months ago called Tom Brown's Body. I think that was pretty good. But uh, other than that, I haven't listened to anything quite that has scratched my S-Town itch quite yet. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, maybe I just need to do some do some searching for mm-hmm. this week. Um, oh yeah, and then AMC's to the moon. That's I've I've rediverted my efforts from Top Shot back to okay. uh, AMC. Wait, is that getting pimped again? Yeah. So AMC, um, I had bought some shares that. Uh, Average out to like $13 or whatever and got up to 25. That was exciting. So I offloaded some of those and then um, still have some. And earlier today, this is Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, it had gone over 30 and right now it is sitting. Holy Crap, it's sitting at 37.66. So I have to decide how diamond I want my hands to be. Um, I've gotten burned officially, I think, with Top Shot. <laughs> so uh, I've recouped some of those losses with the AMC and I th- probably all the losses, to be honest. But now I need to decide how, how diamond these hands will be. I, I don't think I can let it get much past 40 without selling. Sorry, so one on Wall Street bets. Uh, there's a couple of things here. I didn't realize AMC stock was getting pimped. Uh, it's funny that's being brought up because I do have plans to go see a movie in the next week or two. Um, it won't be an AMC theater, but it still will be a movie theater. I would like to see Quiet Place too in a theater, um, mm. or even Cruella. Oh, God, I don't even care. Give me more Emma Stone. Um, we need to mute that. Uh, <laughs> and then finally, Top Shot. Is, so is that just one big, big collective fart noise? Like, are we already putting that in the coffin? I'm not putting it in the coffin, but it's it's. And it's when I in say we, I mean um, I know all about body parts. Uh, we need to mute that too. Uh, so like. But but I guess the greater top shot clientele as a whole, like everybody just took a bath. I think some people got out pretty well. Others, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I, I, I was a, in. Is that totally counterproductive to what the NBA wanted to do? Like, isn't that? See, th- I think this was my initial criticism was that like there, it was too much of a bubble. It was too obviously a bubble. And to, I, I, I don't know, like, I ultimately don't know, like who the quote unquote clientele is like, is it people who are like hyper card guys and gals, or is it people who are like using top shot to augment their fandom? I don't know. Or is it just people who are looking to make a quick buck? And sure, finger pointed at myself. Sorry, 
should have sold that Zion when it was worth uh, four times as much as it is right now. But that's life. You learn lessons. And the lesson for me is I will just kind of keep cool um, and see where it goes. I think ultimately NFTs are have a place. I guess it's just going to matter is NBA top shot the NFT to carry kind of sports. We'll see. But I think ultimately they have enough of the cards. And that was always my biggest criticism was there are not enough of these. It's a bubble, yada, yada, yada. So they fixed that. So what do you think the NFT is for Jalen Suggs and Luca Garza are worth right now? Oh, I have no clue. I mean, it's worth however much the next person's willing to pay for it, right? I mean, I think that Garza one, it went for Ethereum valued at $40,000 at the time. Ethereum had its own little roller coaster since that, where it went way up and I think down, and it's probably somewhere stabilized. Um, So... I don't know if that's how you would kind of price it. Um, Cause yeah, let's look at six months. Yeah. So like May, it was beginning of May. It was basically down 10% up 10% from where it is now. So little down. Um, I don't know though. I mean, that's, the, that's the thing. I think if I think the guy who did buy the Luca Garza, NFT um, is he put it back on the site to sell. Um, whether he actually sold it, I don't know. Um, like I said, so it's worth however much the next person is willing to buy it. He is continuing to do it. He's got this Club 55 thing he's going to do where you can like kind of get into, you know, uh, I haven't looked too much into it, but exclusive content that he'll provide this group if you pay $55 to join. Um, he's He actually, I, I, I think it's worth having a broader discussion about it because I think the way he's moving into professional life is as interesting as anyone um, who's let's just say it, a fringe NBA player. I think he's going to make it. Um, but he's he's finding a lane for himself, and I think it's probably worth really looking into it and, uh, you know, coming back with some some takes on it. Interesting. Club, sounds like a blog, Club 55. We'll look into that. I know, I know. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's... that's uh, the random updates. So uh, yeah, I got nothing. No more Bohannon news. Come on. In the in the forty minutes since yeah, I nothing incorrectly blatantly just spit in my face. Yeah, nothing. Don't see anything on Twitter right now about him. So we'll sleep sleep soundly tonight. Ah, uh, soundly indeed. So. I think that's it, Ben. What do you say? Uh, I say go Hawks.
Go Hawks.